0: I did leave a bit bum behind. You did. And I didn't do it on purpose. I just no. did it because it happened to come up that way. But um, I had to travel yesterday, so I wasn't able to be on the show. But I knew immediately that Mason would take the bait. Like, there's no question about that. I felt like, and I said this the other day, that I felt like he would be really upset if he wasn't the guy. <laughs> like, this would drive him nuts. And it, uh, apparently it did because I looked at Greg's rundown yeah. and – you know, for those that don't know, uh, the producers here, each and every one of them email a rundown, which is basically every segment they write kind of a quick summary of what we talked about. And there was at least three segments. And I think the third one, <laughs> Greg wrote something like, Mason is still upset that he is not the biggest diva on the station. Um, and I was like, "Whoa, well, OK. So I it was love a long. It. I love it. Now, did Slee want Are, talk glad... about this at all or no? I don't know.
1: Did he? There's anybody? Yeah,
2: they they. I was listening this morning, and they just Mm -hmm. completely brushed it off because Sliwa was like, "Oh, I don't know if you consider a guy who works his butt off, however many days a week, you know, a diva. But if that's what you want to call it, then so be it."
0: Oh my! Oh oh! Look at offended. The super super offended guy, Alan Sliwa. I'm so serious. I work. No one else works harder than you, Alan Sliwa. Like, right. no one else here has 37 jobs, right? I was on the
1: post-game show last night, and I was on the morning show today. I don't even sleep. I can't be a diva. Yeah, yeah listen. I understand.
0: Talk to me when you have to fly to a different city, do a game, do Sports center, come back, do Sports center or, like, Around the Horn or the uh, NBA show, and then still do your radio show with all those things happening. Come talk to me then, Slewa.
1: Sliwa's hearing that. And he's going, okay, I'd like to do that. I want to be on Around the Horn. Busy. I want to be on Sports Center. Yeah, I'll do that.
0: Busy my ass.
1: Yeah, right. And by the way, now, aren't you glad, just as a side note to all of this, Yeah. this all began because I was the one who had the audacity, mm-hmm. the unmitigated gall, if right, you will. Right, to change our meeting, yeah. Right. Now, aren't you glad I did?
0: Well, I still could have done the meeting. I mean, it wouldn't have taken that long.
1: It's but I'm glad, I am mean, I mean, you're it, schlepping around the country, you know,
0: I am schlepping around the country. I mean, I could have gotten it done. Um, it would have been adding one layer of complication to already what was been a very complicated <laughs> trip. But I mean, <laughs> at, once it's complicated, it's all just complicated at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. You know
1: I think I've come to the conclusion that my biggest issue is, is that rather than being able to look at something as like a big problem and then being able to distinguish between something that's a small problem. Yeah. I look at all problems equally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't look at it. Oh, oh a no, little nothing, not, a little nothing. no,
0: not all problems are created equal. Or you got to be kidding me. No, I
1: that. know. Of course. But that's my problem is that instead of saying, oh, this is just a little nothing. Instead, I blow it up into a big, giant problem. You know, I mean, well, no, you definitely, definitely do that.
0: I don't think right. there's any question. Like everything mm. is like a, a, a big deal. But it, it it I didn't realize it was like that. Are you talking about in your own personal life, too?
1: Well, I guess what I'm saying is that since this conversation and all this diva talk, I've been doing a lot of uh, introspection, if you will. You know and I'm realizing man I gotta like uh, I don't know I gotta I gotta take I gotta calm down somehow I gotta I gotta lighten up a little bit you know very uptight very okay. very wound very very tight right now walking time bomb ready to explode at any moment George
0: see see yeah um, I, I get it I get it um, well listen here's what I would say um, I just think you need to take a breath and chill how about that
1: yeah yeah it's a good idea I've been trying to recently. Last couple days, I've been trying to take like a little meditation break. But, you know, meditation requires turn off the brain. I don't have that light <laughs> switch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> just, don't, just don't have it.
0: Yeah.
2: How yeah. are you so tightly wound when you just got back from vacation?
1: Yeah. Well, that is true. I mean, I should be loose and light, right? You think? But then when I came back from vacation, everything happened at once. You know the phrase, when it rains, it pours? It poured like a mofo, you know? Lightning, thunder, massive amounts of rain flooding literally so yeah so came back from vacay like ooh, that was really great don't even really want to go back to work ready to retire and and live that life but of course can't do that yet so then all of a sudden you know everything happened at once so here we are
0: what was that laura
3: i said he needs to chill out his house has been flooded for months it's not like it right. just happened
1: Right. Like no, it was, the, it was the denial part. We talked about this. It was the denial part of, of knowing that I was going to have to move my studio out and never preparing. It's my fault. I get it.
3: At least you admit that.
1: Yeah, no, I mm-hmm. do. I do. I admit it. It's my fault.
0: <laughs> you do <laughs> admit it, though. I will give you that. I, at, least, at the very least, that's what I'll give you, that you do admit stuff.
1: I'll tell me something else I'm going to admit, okay? What are you
0: going to admit? Go, tell me. Tell me something.
1: I think I'm about to make an admission here that I'm on the verge of thinking that the Lakers not only won't win a playoff series. Uh-oh. I mean, over the next 10 to 12 games with so many games on the road and as the schedule gets harder, they're, they're terrible. And LeBron, by himself today, is no longer capable of just carrying a bunch of, of dead weight with him. Like, he actually now, at this stage of the career, needs help and I just don't feel like he's really getting it and isn't likely going to get it. And if Anthony Davis doesn't hurry up and get back and become who he was
0: two years ago, where's this team going? Well, that's the key, right? I mean, you are basically putting all your hopes on, can Anthony Davis have the year he had when you won a championship? Can he do that in, in a very short amount of time? Because the reality is... He has been out with his knee injury. Uh, I know he was out there warming up with like a bulky knee brace as Dave McGrimmon put it to us on Tuesday. But you're asking a lot for a guy to come off an injury that has kept him out at least a month um to come back and all of a sudden save your season. Like that that that's you know that's that. not an easy thing
1: to accomplish. Right, but think about that. Save the season, AD. Now We were disappointed in the way you were playing prior to the way you got hurt. Now, what we're expecting from you is come off of injury and save the season. Think about that for a moment.
0: No, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Okay, just
1: want to make sure we're all on the same page. But,
0: but, but, yeah. I mean, crazier things have happened, is what I would say. However, I don't believe that to be the thing that actually transpires. Like, I don't, I. I think this season is going to – we're going to look back at this season and say this season was a failure.
1: Well, I mean, look, you go to Sacramento last night, and there's LeBron James, and there's Russell Westbrook, and just that in and of itself, most of us think, yeah, you probably got enough to win at Sacramento. And when you keep losing games along the way to teams like this – and then just, yeah. oh, by the way. Well, and you can't beat the good ones either, for that well, matter. Well, right. But, but a team like Sacramento, who then chooses to ridicule you, I mean, that's the Sacramento Kings. That, that's, that's not Brooklyn. That's not Miami. That's not Philadelphia. That's not Golden State or Denver or Utah. That's freaking Sacramento.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: And they're trolling Russell Westbrook. Ice, ice, baby. You're as cold as ice put him up on the scoreboard like he's some kind of icy superhero thing
0: dude well he was asked about it in the post game and he just was like whatever he kind of shoot it away let me hear it laura
1: i mean if yeah. you have any form of a sense of humor which it sounds like russ kind of does i mean that was legitimately
0: funny well here's the thing everyone sees what we've been talking about for a long time now like this is no longer a secret and I know that, look, Russell Westbrook plays hard. Russell Westbrook gives it his all. No one is debating any of that stuff. But Russell Westbrook has always been an inefficient player. And now he is not just an inefficient player. He is a net negative when he's on the floor. Like that, you can be an inefficient player and still win ball games. I mean, we've seen plenty of people do it historically. We've seen Russ do it um, the year he won the MVP. We saw, we've saw seen Allen Iverson do it a number of years. But I mean, heck, even Kobe had a couple of inefficient years and played, you know, and still had the team win, right? Like, but you, inefficiency is not ideal, but when you're a net negative on the floor, when they're better without you on the floor, that's really, really bad.
1: Let me ask you this. Inefficient is an interesting word, but let me throw another word your way and tell me what you think about this. Is Russell Westbrook a selfish player?
0: No. No, I don't think he's a selfish player. I don't. I don't think he's a selfish player. I just think that he is a guy who, he plays like with reckless abandon, right? Like that's probably the best way I can describe it. Um, And he expects everyone to play at that same breakneck speed. And I think he's on a roster where they're good when they're in transition. That's not the issue. But that can't be your only form of scoring in today's NBA. Like you can't. Like, that, you can't just win games. This isn't the 70s and 80s where you can run up and down and, and out-athlete people. Like, everybody's got great athletes out there right now.
1: You know, the reason I ask you, and, and I throw it to everybody, you know, is the word selfish? I mean, I'm not trying to knock the guy. I'm just trying to say that as a ball player, when your team is down late in the game, minute to go in the game, you're down by about four points, the shot clock is running down, you're as ice cold as can possibly be cold as ice, right? LeBron is hot. Uh, Austin Reeves is hot. You've Malik got the Monk ball was,
0: was playing well, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. You've got your hands on the ball. You're looking at the shot clock. You know how poorly you've shot the ball. Here's a concept. See the guy right over here. He's the best player of the generation. He's in the conversation for the greatest of all time. It's his team. Give him the ball right Now, I, I give Russell Westbrook credit. He's got guts to still take a shot like that late in the game. But another brick? Give the ball to LeBron. Let LeBron make the final decisions in crunch time like that.
0: Well, that three-pointer he took when they were down five was just like, and so and early in the shot clock, it just immediately you just like sink into your chair. Like, come on, bro. You know, like you just can't do that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it, it was bad. It was bad. By the way, uh, a reporter named Sean Cunningham in Sacramento is reporting that, uh, quote, this is his tweet, not mine, as fun as it, as much fun as it was to see a visiting player like Russell Westbrook of the Lakers last night identified as the quote-unquote cold-as-ice player of the game, a source within the NBA tells me that the bit used by the Kings will not be allowed to continue.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, one organization trolls a player, uh, humiliates or attempts to embarrass the player, you know, it's entertainment. That's that's why they hire these people. They're like, "Hey, yeah. you're the in-game entertainment person. So come up with funny stuff." And when they do, and they cross the line, the league. But like, is that really crossing the line? I don't, listen, I thought it was funny. I really he thought did. it was funny. Yeah, Russ had a good sense of humor about it. But the league's like, um, you're the Sacramento Kings, and you're trolling somebody on the Lakers, and we don't like that. We actually really want the Lakers to be good.
0: Now again this is just you know one reporter saying that. I haven't heard anyone else say it. Like I'm not saying it's an ina- I'm not saying it's not accurate because I'm sure he got it from somebody within the King's organization. But you know it I you know, I think that's silly. Like whatever, dude. Like it's not crossing the line cold as ice. It's not like they made like some sort of like um I like again even Russ took it in good spirits because it's it's just good fun. It's not
1: but it's not just the song. It's up on the scoreboard at the Golden 1 Center. Oh, my God. But, Cap, I remember... The cold player of the game.
0: Did you ever go to Dallas when uh, when Shaq played against the Mavericks? No. Oh, my God. They Mark Cuban used to have a ball messing with Shaq on the big screen. They would do, like, Shaqzilla, and they did all these, like, fat Shaq jokes on the Jumbotron when he was with the Lakers and with the Heat, both, uh, both times, uh, both teams. And... Yeah, like, I, I I don't know. Like, that to me is more crossing the line than what right. they did to Russ yesterday. I mean,
1: are we that hypersensitive? The league is that hypersensitive? It's like, yo, you can't do that.
0: I, Why? I, I, I think, I, just getting that, just getting that, again, I, this is like, I'm seeing this and reacting like you in real time. I just feel like that's silly, personally, but whatever. Um, all right, listen. If you think it's bad with Russ, you have no idea how bad it is because Lindsey found some stats that are going to make your jaw drop. Um, and I, there are... There's going to have to be something done here, and I don't know what that is, but I I have a a decent idea of what I would do, okay? Not what they're going to do, what I would do in this situation. I'll tell you that uh, and see what Cap thinks and the crew thinks on the other side. I mean, Chubby Checker and the Twist is kind of cool, I guess, if you're like 90.
1: Now, wait a second here. Hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on. Let me ask everybody a question here. Who here would would be at a party, hear this song, and bust out a twist?
0: No, never.
2: Never. No way.
1: In other words, don't have the capabilities, don't know the
2: dance... It's just, I think we all know the dance. It's quite easy. It's just stupid.
1: <laughs> it was a dumb dance. Why? It was a big hit. Yeah,
2: like, like Sedano said, if you're like 80.
1: I don't know. It was like in the early 60s, right?
2: Yep, yep. Morales must like that song. I
1: don't know. He has been doing a lot of history on the show this week, a lot of he old has. school history. Yeah,
2: hey, there yeah, hasn't yeah. been that much going on, so I've really had to dig, you know? Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Well, there seems to be a lot going on with the Lakers, because let me tell you something. I watched this game last night, and I'm going, you guys got to be kidding me. It's the Sacramento Kings, man. You know, you're still the Lakers with LeBron James, and they're the Sacramento Kings. And not only do they beat you, and by the way, you gave up another lead that you have because you came out ice cold, to use that phrase, in the third quarter. Uh, George, listen. You know how most Laker fans are like, "Oh, we're going to be okay. We're still going to win the championship." Kind of the way Dodger fans are like, "No, don't worry. We're still going to win the World Series." Um, everybody still buying that? Everybody still believe that?
0: Um, I mean, listen, the Dodger season kind of unraveled for, uh, you know, from an injury perspective. That's not this though. No, I mean, this you is can just... talk about Anthony Davis as the injury, but like I, I. I, I mean, Russ and LeBron are healthy. I mean, LeBron was out for a while, but LeBron is playing at the top of his game. Russell Westbrook just is playing bad right now. Like, there's no other way to describe this.
1: Okay, what would you like, do?
0: really bad. What What are you going to do about it? Um, I would tell him to come off the bench.
1: You, you think Frank Vogel is going to tell Russell no, Westbrook? No, no, no. I, I don't
0: think Frank Vogel will, will do that. But I would. If I were the coach, listen, man, if you're going to get fired you're going to get fired anyway. Go out okay? your own way. But if you're going to you, – you might as well be honest with people and be like, "Russ, you're probably going to help us more if you're coming off the bench." We'll we'll create a unit around you with just with shooters and By, by the way, you want to know what some of the best units have been for Russell Westbrook this year? Actually, the best unit is Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard and three shooters. Make that your bench unit. Like you start LeBron and Avery Bradley or Taylor Horn Tucker, um you know uh, i malik guess ad monk, when maybe? he's healthy right and and malik monk or whatever right like and then you know when lebron comes out you put russ in can you and convince- then bring in and take out ad and lebron and bring and you know eventually you bring out the the other big whoever the starting big is going to be i don't know whatever it just you know lebron is technically the starting big at the moment but you bring in russ with carmelo and dwight and pick two other shooters
1: can you let me rephrase it. Can Russell Westbrook be persuaded that this would be the best course of action for our team to win would be for you to play on a second unit, not to play with LeBron?
0: Well, all he's got to do is look at the guy who's another Hall of Famer right down the, you know, the room from him in Carmelo Anthony, who struggled at first trying to do that, um, in Oklahoma City and, and in Houston. And then in Portland, he figured it out. He's like, yeah, this is the way I got to do it. Um, and, and it worked. He's become a really good bench player. Um, and there's a lot of Hall of Fame guys that are bench players. Dwayne Wade played off the bench, for God's sake, for his last couple of seasons.
1: But Dwayne um, Wade, I think most of us perceive Dwayne Wade to be a selfless, whatever-it-takes-for-the-team I'm all about winning kind of personality. Right, but
0: you don't even need to go that far. I just told you there's a guy in his locker room who's done it.
1: Okay, so right. So what I was hoping for is that after Russell Westbrook was brought to the Lakers, when Carmelo joined the Lakers, I was hoping that the Carmelo adjustment to his game would turn into mentorship for Russ to teach him how to do the same thing. My question is this, is Russ capable?
0: I don't know. The answer to that's probably no. I mean maybe I'm wrong. I would like to be pleasantly surprised, but I that's what I would suggest. Hey Russ, you know what your best lineup is? You with Dwight and three shooters. You know how we can get to that? Let's get to that, you know, e- either we w- either we have to sub out LeBron a lot quicker or you're going to have to come off the bench. And I think it's a lot better if you come off the bench. And by the way, like if you go, like so look, I remember LeBron a couple years ago. I don't remember where the hell he was, but you could probably google this and find it. He was talking about, like, um, an AAU team. I don't know if it was one of Bronny's games or something, and somebody asked him about coming off the bench or something like that. Like, not him, but, like, one of the kids. It might have been Bronny. I don't know. I don't remember the specifics, so don't hold me to any of this. Um, But I specifically remember him saying, like, the quote was something to the effect of Hall of Famers and some of the best players to ever play have come off the bench. Um, And just because you come off the bench doesn't mean you're not good. Um, and he was talking about like, you know, if you're in the NBA period, you're one of the greatest, you know, on the planet, yada, yada. And he said something to the effect of like, if you know, you know because they're great at playing a role and playing a role can lead you to a Hall of Fame type career. And if you don't want to play a role, then go play like tennis or golf because you could do whatever the bleep you want to do. All right. Um, and I remember th- now he, again, he was at the time addressing a youth basketball team. Um, but I mean, he's not wrong. Okay, so so here's
1: what I do if I'm Frank Vogel. I call LeBron. I say, hey, man, can we talk? And LeBron says, who's this? And you say, it's Coach Vogel. Oh, okay, how you doing?
0: He knows it's Coach Vogel.
1: Oh, okay. So, LeBron, I need, I need you to do something for, for me and for the team. Sure, Coach. What, what, what do you need? I need you to tell Russ what the better role for him is and i need you to persuade him oh, oh, that that's the no, way to no. go nope no lebron won't do that
0: lebron's be like you're the coach man
1: oh wait now i'm the coach oh no, oh now i get to coach the team
0: you're the coach man
1: but lebron if you tell russ what we all know is better then from you he'll listen to it me Dude, he's a $47 million a year no, player. I'm a what, coach what, on the hot what, seat.
0: He, he, here's what I would do. Forget about LeBron. You you have to get, like, everybody on board. You have to get LeBron. You have to get Carmelo. You have to get Dwight Howard, by the way, who's another superstar who's coming off the bench, like guy who was a superstar coming off the bench. I mean, Rondo's not here anymore, but I would imagine that, you know, you could have gone to him. Like, there are a lot of guys in this league who have made that transition.
1: So let me get this straight. You're saying...
0: I'm saying Lakers, that if I was the coach of this team, I would tell Russell Westbrook, you need to come off the bench because one of the best lineups we've got is when you play with Dwight and three shooters.
1: Okay. And so the only
0: way the the best way we can get to that is if we do that with you coming off the bench as the six man.
1: Kind of sounds like an intervention, you know? It's like you get LeBron, you get Dwight, you get Carmelo, you get all these guys and you say, "Hey Russ, uh we we need to talk, man." It's uh about you. It's about your. Why do you
0: make it sound like Dr. Drew?
1: Oh, because it's so. It's so much (laughs) about the psychology, right? I mean, the psychology has me thinking that that Frank Vogel doesn't have the, and I'm putting this in quotes, the clout to say to a player of Russell Westbrook's stature, of his statistical history, of his forty seven million dollars a year. Well, it's just my perception. This is the psychology of it all. Is that is that Frank Vogel? doesn't have the the control if you will he's not Belichick he's not Popovich he doesn't have the control to say to a player like Russ this is what we're doing because I'm the coach and it's my team so instead I go to LeBron and Dwight and Carmelo my veterans guys who've had to change I, I would roles. Call,
0: I would get Rob Polink involved too I would get a, yeah as many people as I can
1: okay so now we're all gonna gang up on him because now it is an intervention now, this is a basketball intervention. Bro, your game, the way you play, who's on your team, how we're struggling, etc. it ain't working. So we got to make some changes. We respect you. We love you. We wanted you. We pay you. We got to make changes. Can they do it? Will they do it?
0: I don't know if they will, but that's what they should do. <laughs> and, and the whole point of this was me telling you what I would do with the Lakers. And that's what I would do. Yeah. Now, Lindsey, Lindsay, you have the stats, right? Like, how bad are these stats with Russ, the ones that you found?
2: Over the last few days, he's been pretty bad. So, last night, he was 2 for 14 from the field and 0 for 5 from 3. And in his last two games, he's made four shots on 26 attempts. Woo! Woo! Oh, wait, wait. He so he has failed to notch double digit points in each of his past three games. Right, and he's shooting twenty percent from the field over that that's stretch. Right.
1: That's right. I mean, that's Nine awful. Points, six points, eight points. That's right. Awful. You can't. This. There's no other way to slice this. Hey, listen to this: four for fourteen from the field, two for twelve from the field, two for fourteen from the field. Those are his last three games.
0: Yes.
2: He hasn't made a three since December thirty first.
1: Oh my! Since last year, hasn't yeah. made a
2: three this year.
1: Yeah. We're the yeah. same. We're equal right now. I haven't made yes. a 3 this you year. You also have not made right. a 3. <laughs> I've not been able to hit one all year long. I've also not made a 3. Yes. <laughs> I would get paid 47 million dollars to not make any threes. I could do that.
3: Yeah,
0: except you don't have the athleticism that he no, has. No,
1: that's true, but if yeah. you said to me, "Hey, shoot," and I missed, it's the same. You know? I mean, no different than if you said to me, "Hey, look, Scott, yeah. you
0: could not get your shot off in an NBA game." At least he gets a shot off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if ultimately we both miss what's it matter i mean it's a pretty big difference i mean, <laughs> I mean look if you set his you has gone me, in before yours hasn't
1: that's true side. but if you put me in a dodger uniform and you stood me in the batter's box and i swung three times and i never even came close and i struck out on three straight pitches that's just striking out just like other guys strike out i can right, do no, that But
0: it's also not the same thing I mean, it I is know. in that one instance, yes, but it's not the same. Like over the, because you're gonna keep striking out, <laughs> <laughs> whereas those guys will get hits eventually.
1: It is true, though. I'm a terrible basketball player. Uh, one time, George, I was invited to play in one of those games against the, uh, you know, the the. Uh, what do you call them? The, the The Globetrotters. I couldn't get it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I got to play one of those. games. Oh, and they right?
0: smoked
4: you. I'm right.
1: Sure. They crushed us. Right. So, yeah. so before the game, we're in the locker room and we're wearing yeah. like the Washington Generals uniform. And I come out and they're giving me shots. They're they're giving me every opportunity to shoot the ball. And I mean, yeah. I am Russ last night, just clanking everything. I'm as yeah. cold as ice, etc. When oh, the game is over, right? when the game is over, everybody's like, "Dude, you suck." Yeah. And I went like this. I went, "No, no, no." Before the game, they told us don't make any shots. So right. I intentionally missed. Right. Yes. yes. I was in, te- you know how hard it is to intentionally miss a game or miss yeah. every shot. Yeah. That was me against the yeah. Globetrotters. Yeah.
0: That hey, was this por- last night. This portion of the, just like you, this portion of the show is presented by alignment health plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. It's Lakers ticket Thursday. Tune in to the show because Whatever you just, whatever you hear, it's going to be show-related trivia. 5.45, we're going to give away tickets to a Lakers game, and it could be something as ridiculous as Scott telling people <laughs> that he didn't suck when he played the Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> but he simply shot the ball poorly on purpose.
3: Right, that's what uh, they it, told
0: me to do. It, it could be something as ridiculous as that. The questions could be anything show-related, so make sure you're listening from here until 5.45 when we give away those tickets. Coming up next, the Rams have some issues, potentially, but... One issue has come up that has surfaced outside the locker room. We'll tell you what that's about in three minutes.
4: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be.
3: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI – to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I portable
0: toilet, that. also known as just a regular toilet.
1: Yeah, when I heard about the portable toilet, I was like, what do you mean? Like, do you pick it up and take it with you? Like, do you
0: travel with it? You thought it was like a porta potty?
1: No, not like, like one of the porta potties that you see at a sporting event or at a carnival or a concert or something i just thought like the portable toilet like what what is it hey how you doing man hey let me put my toilet down over here i'll come hang out for a second i mean do you carry around a little toilet
0: like a potty for my three-year-old i used to do that
3: yeah Yeah, my
2: friend sent me a picture yesterday of her daughter sitting in front of the tv with her in her potty just sitting there pooping you know
3: (laughs) hey
0: listen i i am mad at any parent just trying to get that done you don't know how hard that is and how languishing that can be if you got a kid who doesn't want to do it
1: oh dude or the the sound that a child can make when they're in agonizing pain yeah oh i've been there yeah
0: because they're terrified to go yeah
1: and then it hurts we didn't deal with that with my daughter
0: but we dealt with that with my son so yeah
1: well i got terrible stories about these these issues but um i'm not sure today's the day to talk about them
0: I mean, it, it is the anniversary of Thomas Crapper, so I mean, what other day would you do it?
1: You know, maybe you're right. Let me tell you a story about my daughter who couldn't go to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> which one was oh, this? Just so we know. Love you. She's gonna love that. You <laughs> which love one? Because you have three. So which one is this? <laughs>
1: this was this was the first one, man. Oh, it was the worst. God, the noises that the child would make as she was in this terrible pain, and then when it would finally happen, you're like, "What is that? What? What is that? A baseball? What is that?"
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. We we never dealt with that with my with my oldest and then with this guy. I mean, he's a pain in the rear for everything anyway, so <laughs> it's kind of like apropos. So I get it. We still deal with it even though he knows how to do it. Like occasionally he just likes to he wants to hold it because he still doesn't want to go. Mm. And it's like, nah, bro. So we started threatening him with suppositories and then he started going again.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, my, you can't let him get clogged you. up, man. It's gonna get only gonna get worse.
2: <laughs> my my nephew is the opposite, but not you know with just with number one. I helped my sister potty train him because my oh really was pee. Yeah, no, he, that's
0: very easy. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, I, in he my he will house, pee.
2: It's well, he would, my brother-in-law was out um, on deployment, so I helped potty train him. And, yeah. you know, my brother and I were over at my mom's lot, and we'd show my nephew like, oh, you just go pee on the tree if you got to go. It's better than going in your diaper. And so then I guess he'd be over his friend's house, and he would just start peeing on their trees, and we we're like, oh, jeez. Sorry <laughs> about that.
1: <laughs> That's we great. Like, uh,
2: uh, Cameron just kind of just started peeing on the tree out of nowhere.
1: We're like, well, sorry. <laughs> hey, good for him. He watered your trees. You know? Yeah, there's that. There's water in there, you know. that yeah. kid break. Yeah. I'm doing works, his diaper, you know. Never right. works. Is that really the guy's name? His name was Crapper, really? The guy- yes. yes. Oh my god, that's great.
2: I don't give you fake facts, you know. Did you really yeah.
0: think that that his name You think you
1: made it up? No, I just never heard of that before, you know. I think I who- Who's the guy who You've did the You never heard light bulb? of Thomas
0: Crapper? You never heard of the portable toilet?
1: No, no, well I I mean I I think of the toilet as being like stationary in the house. Is that well, considered What is a- now? Okay. Yeah but I didn't know that well, the guy who, who invented like, the toilet was his crapper.
2: name. Yeah. His name was like on the toilets. And so that's why people started like, got to use the crapper. You know, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how it started, I guess.
1: Uh, right in
2: the old folklore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. This is, this is good information right here. Real good. As a matter of fact, George, you were about to tell us about something going on with the Rams.
0: Oh, yeah. So um, Kelly Stafford, Matt Stafford's wife, was on a podcast recently, right, Lens? She was on uh, called so uh, podcast, podcast called Yeah, On the Morning After. It's her podcast. Oh, okay. So it's called On the Morning After with Kelly Stafford. And on said podcast, did did she – now, what did she do? Did she rip the fact that there were more Niner fans in the stands? Well, like, what what happened here?
1: Yeah, I mean – to me, and I, I heard it and I watched it. Okay. And the thing about Kelly Stafford is she's not bashful. Um, this. Oh no, just, no, we
0: know that with the yeah. whole, uh, you know, whatever happened, the the what what got thrown at her? A pretzel. A, a pretzel, right? Yeah. A
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soft pretzel, nonetheless. But I mean, it wasn't
0: like one of those hard, crunchy pretzels. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a nice soft. pretzel. Well, by you know. the way, forget about us try, trying to interpret this. We have the audio from her podcast. Yeah, let's hear so, it. All right, let, let's hear that, Laura. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen so many of the opposing team's fans
3: at a game. And I, we came from Detroit and a lot, there are a lot of good traveling teams there, but that was wild. Like Matthew was on a silent count. And then for those of you who don't know what that is, like he can't call. It's like a like when he hikes the ball, it's either a loud count where you can hear him and that's what usually quarterbacks are on when they're at home or a silent count. Matthew was on a silent count. Jimmy Garoppolo was not who's the opposing quarterback. It was crazy. I mean, I again, I've never seen anything like that, but um it made it it made it very hard for us cuz I guess, you know, we weren't expecting to be on silent count.
0: Um yeah, I mean, there's also the Niners have kind of their number, like I mean, let's not just make that the only reason they <laughs> lost, but um here's what I would also add. Um and I'm not trying to be a jerk here to you know, anyone who grew up in Detroit or lived in Detroit. Um, But let me ask you a question, Scott. Yeah. She did say, yes, we'd have opposing fans in the Lions buildings or whatever. But chances are you're going to have way more opposing fans in Los Angeles where you can plan a trip around it because it's warm here most of the year or pretty much all year. Um, Who's like – what fans, like, vacation and say, hey, we're going to go watch our team in Detroit?
1: Right. Like, you know what? I'm a Chicago Bears fan. It's not that far away. I really can't wait to go to Detroit and see the game. Well,
0: maybe those guys, because you could, in theory, drive, even though it's not that close. But, like, no, but could... it just
1: doesn't happen that way. But you that, know? St-
0: that doesn't happen. Thing, You're right.
2: The yeah. only good thing about going to Detroit for a game is a three-hour drive from Cleveland. The only good thing was going to the casino until Cleveland got casinos. And then it was like, oh, there's no point in going to Detroit.
0: Well, right. I think I think the thing is you go though, across is that, the border, too, on top right. of that yeah.
1: opposing fans are not like, hey, you know, I'm looking at the schedule. Right. I'm thinking about traveling with the team one weekend. You yeah. know, where I'd really like to go Detroit. Right. So and, and so the thing is, is that you're right. There are fans that are going to look at the calendar and say, you know what? I really want to go to L.A. to see my team play look, in that. Brand you, you know new what? Stadium. Teams
0: are going to be at an inherent disadvantage when that when that schedule comes out, when it comes to stuff like this. There are a couple of cities, L.A., right, both L.A. teams, Vegas, and Miami. Those three teams are always going to be at a disadvantage when it's cold and other teams are coming in. It's been that way historically and will always be that. By the way, when the Rams were at the Coliseum, I remember the Vikings fans were there. A ton of them were there. The Packer fans were there in droves. Like, this isn't new just because it's so fi.
1: No, but but this was, by all accounts – this was a niner takeover.
0: This was Oh well, but a... that but that I told you this the other day. That happens regularly. The Bay Area fans come down for Lakers games, for Clipper games, they come down for Dodger games. Like they I mean it's so close. I mean it's a, what, 45-50 minute flight? I know, like, but
1: I think that a, I think that the Rams and then Sean McVay said it afterwards, they were caught off guard. It's by that like, many. Right. Yes. It's not like they practice like the Chargers Cause if, if, if Kelly Stafford has never seen anything like this before in her life, she should go to a charger game. She should right. check that out,
0: you know. <laughs> but but Justin Herbert like, lives. Justin Herbert is like Bane in uh, in the Dark Knight uh, Rises movie, where he's telling uh, Bruce Wayne, he's like, "You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it." Hey, Matthew <laughs> Stafford, you merely adopted the silent count. I've been born in it.
1: Right. I mean, listen. It, this this. Do is you have happening. any idea what I'm talking about? You're just I, laughing. Just no, I'm laugh? just laughing along the way because I don't Good. know anything about the Dark Knight. I can't
0: believe just... you've never seen that movie. No,
1: no, no. no. That one, no, <sighs> I know. But I, hey, listen, I, I want you to know something because I don't know it's if I told movie. you this or not. But, but yeah. did I tell you this? No. You know, I've seen Spider Man now, the latest Spider
0: Man. Yeah, you did. Your daughter dragged you. You told me.
1: I, I, I went to see the latest Spider Man. Yeah. Now, is it okay to talk about that yet, or is it still like spoiler no. alert time?
0: No. I don't know. I don't care. So, have you seen it? I have not, I but I don't. Ca- I don't care about that stuff. But people do, so I don't know. I would say probably not. Is
1: wait, idea. who here has not seen Spider Man? I haven't Spider-Man. seen it.
0: No, I, I
2: have not seen it and I plan on seeing it, but I, I can't see it yet because it's not I'm not going to the movies during this covid surge right now. So okay, it's so it. good. I, I think you should wait to for spoilers until it comes out on like home viewing, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, yeah,
0: There viewing. you go. That's the rule, Cap.
1: OK. All right. Well, anyway. at least I feel cool enough that I've seen Spider-Man, even though I haven't seen The Dark Knight.
0: I mean, the Dark Knight is only, like, 10 years old. I know, but I'm
1: more contemporary. <laughs> think about how contemporary I am.
0: <laughs> Does not I've confuse. seen the latest
1: stuff. I don't see the old uh, stuff. I see the latest stuff. That's a great stuff.
0: line, by the way. I, uh, I, You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. It's a great line. Uh, anyway, so get back to Kelly Stafford. Yes. Silent well, count. L- yes.
1: Well, l- let me just say this about Kelly Stafford. She, she had another point that we didn't hear just now, and I think it's yeah. a very important one, and she's actually dead on with this one, and here it goes. Okay. Hey, Rams fans. This is on you, okay? If if the Niner fans were able to take over SoFi Stadium, why is that? Because Rams fans decided to sell their tickets on ticket exchanges, and that's what made the tickets available for Niner fans. So what Kelly Stafford was saying is, hey, look, this weekend, don't sell your tickets because the Cardinal fans could then, in theory, Take over. I don't think the Cardinal fan base is quite as. No, as, they're not that. They're not, they're the not coming. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, there'll but, be a few, but it won't be like that. No. But
1: Kelly's point, and I'm going to concur with sure, her on this I get one, it. Is, I get it. Yeah. is hey, Rams fans, you wonder why the Niner fans took over SoFi Stadium? Yeah. It's because all your friends sold their tickets. Yeah. Now, maybe because they didn't want to go because of COVID. Maybe they didn't think the game was that big of a
0: deal. I don't right. know what the reason was. Right. Holiday season, whatever. Yeah. Don't do that, man. Don't. Don't do that. But also, you got to understand, Kelly Stafford, you're not in Detroit anymore. (laughs) So there's that. Um, All right. Coming up next, the Raiders. The Raiders might have something that everyone covets. I'll get to that in a second. See, but Morales, I feel like our toxic relationship is uh, what makes it so fun. You know what I mean?
1: You guys are kind of like a married couple in a weird way, the way you guys argue with each other.
0: Yeah. We mostly we mostly make magic though. You oh, know? yeah. Well,
1: it's just it's just your form of communication. By the way, speaking of that, um, Lindsay turned me on to Britney Spears's Instagram. And um, like months ago. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's a and you just love follow. the
0: pictures. I see you You only like the pictures where she's got her boobies out and she's got the little dots that uh, are over her nips. Yeah. Well, last she, she's week,
2: overly overly. Uh, what's the word? She's all of a sudden she's a little butterfly coming out of her shell.
0: Yeah, yeah. because because
1: the most recent post that I, I really liked, she had this um, she was naked. With, um, with a G-string on or a thong, I guess, maybe. I don't know what you call it exactly. I mean, and, it's uh, both. Either way yeah. is fine. And, yeah. um, and it was tiny, you know. And the whole picture was of her backside. So Tuchus and, you know, what underpants she had on. Nothing up top. You couldn't see. she You know, it was her back. But I'm telling you, it's hot. AF. It's lit.
0: Yeah. How long ago was this? Because I'm looking at her Instagram now. I don't see any pictures. It was like a couple days one? ago.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember seeing it and being like, oh, Brittany. Oh, I
0: found it. It's like six pictures in like now or like seven or eight pictures. She must post a lot.
2: She does.
0: Yeah. She's, dude, she's gorgeous. So there's that. She's yeah. obviously very talented.
1: Pictures are lit. I'm saying lit a lot lately. You really are. Yeah. Because I was with my daughter. And her friend for that whole week. Now, is this we the daughter sleeping. who used to have problems pooping when she no, was no, uh, three no. years old? Or this no? Is the younger one who hates my breathing and my eating? Oh, okay. And, and um, I thought they so all was, hated your breathing. Well, yeah, but eat. this one's the one who voices it the most. Oh, you know? I see. And so we were, you know, together for a week, and she, every other word was lit. She's like, "This is lit," you know. And and then if we went out skiing, she's like, "Oh my god, I just slayed." You know, and then I just got a whole bunch of new words that I'm going to incorporate into the show. That you'll hear them, you'll know them when they're. You'll be like, oh,
0: oh, those aren't your words, yeah. No, you'll right be
1: like, away. those. That's yeah. a nice piece of new terminology. I hear you're using, yeah. Yeah, lit is one that I've just been, just been wearing out. You
0: know. Uh, by the way, Eric Herrera tweets us and says the problem is the Rams thought they were winning the city over, and then the Niners fans proved them wrong. I'm sure there are fans that travel down from the game up in the Bay, but a lot of those Niner fans live in L.A. It's a little slap of reality for the Rams. I I wouldn't disagree with that. There's plenty of people from the Bay Area who live here.
1: Well, look, every team around the NFL has its own fan base in L.A. by virtue of two important facts. One, 12 to 13 million people living in, in the county. Okay, that's number one. Number two... Um, The fact that there was no NFL football for 20-plus years. So people got on to other teams, um, or people came from other places and brought their their fandom with them. So, yeah, I would suspect that there were a lot of Niner fans that came down and that there are a lot of Niner fans that live in L.A. because they grew up no different than the way people became Steeler fans because the Steelers won four Super Bowls. During the Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, and into Steve Young era, people became Niner fans because they were great. So, I mean, I think it is a bit of a reality check, though, because I do think the Rams felt like, hey, well, we're winning because the Charger games are always the opposing fans. But this was a shocker. And so when Kelly Stafford comes out and says, hey, don't sell your tickets or that's the possibility, I'm with her. You tell him, Kelly.
0: Uh Yeah, look, I and by the way, I have a friend who grew up here in L.A., went to USC, and he's a Niners fan. So, you know, I, I get it. Like, there are plenty of those people um, in, in Southern California. So, uh, it's just it's wild, though. It, it is wild that uh, there, people forget. Here's the other part of the equation that Kelly Stafford is not accounting for. There wasn't football for 20 years, man. That's right. Like, it just wasn't pro football here for 20 years. So, right. a lot of those fans, to your point, became – Niner fans or Steeler fans or Cowboy fans. I'm sure some of them stayed Rams fans. Um, But, you know, Raider fans, obviously, tons of those. So, speaking of which, do the Raiders have the best available job?
1: You mean the head coaching job? Yeah. Is the Raider job the best job?
0: I, I, I mean, I think you can make a case it is.
1: Okay, well, but but right now, is it available?
0: I mean, there's an interim coach, so yes, it is available.
1: Oh, okay, all right.
0: I mean, by definition, it's available if there's an interim coach.
1: Yeah, I guess you got me on that, just because you're playing definitions and all. Is well, no, Raider because John they also haven't John? given him an
0: actual contract to be the head coach. Yeah,
1: <laughs> is the Raider job the best job? I mean, why do you think it would be? Because I mean, listen, you got Derek Carr has this is his first playoff appearance. Now, mm-hmm. it's the second team he's led to the playoffs, but it'll be his first appearance because he was hurt the last time the Raiders made it in. Right. So for as many years as Derek Carr has been the starter, yeah. they have not made the playoffs. Right. So so there's one thing. Um, I mean, in other words, is it a great job because you've got a great quarterback? And you've got a you know great young up and coming superstar quarterback. I don't think so. I don't think the Raiders have that.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's just do the let's real quick. I'm gonna go rapid fire through these. Okay. Go ahead. Um, let's see. You tell me if you think these jobs are better. Um, Carolina still has their coach right. Matt Rule hasn't been let go. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta fired their coach. Oh no, you're right. They didn't. They had the young guy. That's right. Um, uh, all right. Chicago, Nagy's gone.
1: Okay. Um, I'd rather have the Raider job than the or than the Bears job. Okay, Vikings. Um, that's a tough one. That,
0: that, I mean, see, I'd rather have Kirk Derek Cousins, Carr than Kirk Cousins, dude. Nah, Kirk. Cousins, Kirk Cousins is, 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 sucks.
1: It, George, that guy is a that guy, guy
0: is a stat compiler. That's all he is.
1: You mean like if, listen? Westbrook.
0: If you gave Derek Carr, Justin Jeffries, and Adam Thielen, he would be way better. Than what what Kirk Cousins is at this point, he would put the put same, their... he would put up the same numbers and have better production if you gave him Justin Jeffries and Adam Thielen. Well, are you I'll kidding? You right. Those uh, that's listen. a that might be one of the best pairings of wide receivers in football. And let's not forget they have Dalvin Cook too. And um, uh, Madison, the backup running back, is really damn good.
1: I would say when I look at a guy like Kirk Cousins and I see what he does, and I see a guy like Derek Carr and what he does. I think Derek Carr is a better leader at quarterback. But if you just put their careers side by side, not only are they virtually the same guy, I think that Kirk Cousins comes out the winner. No I mean, way. Statistically speaking, no the number of playoff way. games.
0: Yeah. I would. I will fight you to the death on that. I no, would. Don't take, you have to fight me? But just let's th- look at the numbers. Derek, forget. But he hasn't had those kind of guys. Is my point. I Isn't understand? had Justin Jeffries and Adam Thielen? Those guys are Pro Bowlers.
1: All right. So your question is: Is the Minnesota job more
0: attractive than the than the Raiders job? I'll, I'll okay. I'll you, call this one a draw. Okay, because you're stuck with Kirk Cousins. You're married to him. I do. I realize that's that. the problem. Um, all right. So then, what else? What else? Washington is not available yet. Okay. So in the AFC, Denver.
1: Denver is interesting because they have a great fan base. Mm-hmm. They have uh, they have a, a an organizational tradition of winning, mm-hmm. but they don't have a quarterback per se.
0: They've they been through like thirteen quarterbacks star. since Peyton Manning. Yep. Like that's not, not, not even an exaggeration. That's not an exaggeration. They've been like through a dozen plus quarterbacks since yep. Peyton. They Manning, do not, which wasn't that long ago.
1: No, it was only probably five years ago that they won the Super Bowl against Carolina. In no, San it was Francisco. a little longer than
0: that, I feel like.
1: Was it how, yeah. how many years yeah. ago was that? I want to say it was like
0: fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, oh, so really? I was Six, six or six, seven, but whatever. eight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I can actually tell you what year it was because I remember I was, I mean, I was it, on the verge it, it, of getting So you're are you,
0: you're debating Denver? I wouldn't debate Denver. I'd rather have the Raider job.
1: Is this because of personnel? Is it because of marketing? I mean, they also don't have a quarterback. Stadium?
0: There's that part of it too. Like, I mean, you know, I'd rather have Derek Carr than whoever they're going to have. I mean, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, you name it, you know?
1: You know, I love Derek Carr, and I love what he's done this year.
0: I but mean, it sounds like you is, don't really love Derek Carr all that much.
1: No, I, I do, but the fact is is that he's been a starter in the NFL for whatever it is, eight, nine, ten years. And I don't I'm know, hold on, hold on. Hold
0: on. Let, let's put the pause button. Lindsay, does it sound like he loves Derek Carr?
2: No, definitely not.
0: Yeah, Laura, right. does it sound like he loves Derek Carr? Hell no. I do. Yeah, no, yeah. Hell do. no. I do. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I know yeah, it doesn't sound like and it. And
1: I feel no, I feel for him, because think about it. You know, one of the reasons <laughs> he's been unsuccessful. <laughs> no, I do, because it's think about why he's been unsuccessful. Yeah. You know, think about why he's not won. Think about what the Raider organization has been in his career. Right. You know how many head coaches he's played for, how many different offensive coordinators A million. he's had? Yes. Yeah, yes. it's crazy.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's He's finish no this. No
1: consistency.
0: Let's finish this. Jacksonville. Would you rather have the Jacksonville job? Oh,
1: no, that's horrible.
0: Yeah, even with Lawrence, I wouldn't take Houston? Is, Houston. is Cully did Cully get fired today or no? Yeah,
1: yeah, he got fired today. How's yeah. that? Hey, you, can we get you for one year and then just fire you and then give you a lot of money to go away? Sure, I'll do that.
0: Good for him. Um, and then and Miami is the other one. Would you have Miami or you would rather have? Uh, I mean, listen, I don't know what Tua is, man.
1: Tua is a second-year player who's had a lot of injuries through the first two years who just went on a big right. winning streak and the yeah. coach got fired, and apparently yeah. the coach is I mean, behind the scenes according to the reports. Man, what a jerk this guy
0: is. Yeah, um, I don't know if I buy that, by the way. Well, I, mean, I don't know if I buy the, all those reports.
1: The reports out there are that Brian Flores goes to a guy like Tua and is like, man, if I would have known you were this bad, I would have drafted Mac Jones. Like, oh, thanks, coach. Appreciate that.
0: I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, but
1: give Tua just a little bit of credit. He's second-year player. They just had. They went from one nah, and man. seven. Tua Tua's a good to... backup,
0: dude. Tua's is not a starting quarterback in this league. He needs for you know Tua what? to be a good quarterback in this league. He needs that Joe Flacco Ravens team that won the Super Bowl, basically that kind you know,
1: of team. No, I'm, 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 not ready to to say that from my perspective because a year ago people would have said. The I same mean, thing listen, about I've David watched Hertz. every
0: snap, bro. Okay, I'm telling you, it ain't it ain't there. Two unless years, he's how many, got how many starts? He's got to have the. I mean, he's. I don't know. I think it's like almost twenty now. Um, I don't know. I
1: he, feel like he's been hurt for the last.
0: You know, he, he, no, I'm last, talking about actual starts he's had. It's like twenty. Uh, 14-7, and 21 starts. So, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'd rather have the Raiders job than the Miami job. Miami's got good defense. They got nothing else. They got awful offensive line, awful skill position players other than uh,
3: Jalen Waddell. Like, I I, I think the Raiders job could be it. Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI –